Hi, uh, good morning. This is Ankita uh, from London Spirits Competition, and today we are with Jake of Public, which is play, which is based at uh, Palace. So good to have you, Jake, at inside the drinks business. Uh, we are kind of trying to cover uh, most of the bars that is possible, mm -hmm. most of the venues actually, and we try to interact more to see uh, what we can give back to the industry in terms of knowledge, in terms of practicality, mm -hmm. and in terms of where the industry is moving forward. Uh, so appreciate your time to. Uh, give us and allow us to uh, utilize and have your interview at uh, public. So um, sure. why don't we start with uh, your yourself, like you can just brief us about what is your role, what do mm -hmm. you do and how long you have been in the industry? Um, so currently I'm the bar manager, I, I look after all the beverage, so um, creating a, the cocktail lists, um, the beer lists, the wines. Um, the coffees, the teas, because we do brunch on, on the weekends as well. Uh, so yeah, I look after all of that and uh, all the training surrounding it. Um, and I think I've been working in cocktail bars seven years now. Okay. Um, but I've been, in, I've been in hospitality since I was like 16, so 10 years, 11 years now. 16 years? In, since I was 16, so okay. about 10, 11 10 years, years now. Okay. Yeah. Um, like working in pubs and stuff when I was younger. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I'm just looking after the, the, the cocktails. We do a seasonal cocktail menu. Um, so it's, it's not the most complex. We don't have all the lab equipment, but it's regularly changing and uh, I try and utilize some of the kind of lower, lower cost techs, you know, like vacuum machines and vacuum bags and, and enzymes and stuff like that. I'm not sort of the most um, innovating bar, but okay. I think the, Something that's really key, like key, is just to use great produce in in, se in the peak of the season, and and you get great cocktails from it. So, so being a bar manager, uh, mm -hmm. tell us what is different when it comes to the responsibility of taking all the beverages. So you're responsible for wine, I see. You're responsible for coffee. You're responsible for tea. You're mm -hmm. responsible for everything. So, uh, your experience is of more of a of a person who handles a bar. But when there is an added responsibility of you. Uh, to take care of other beverages, how how do you keep it with it, or what is your learning source? How do you um, learn about it? I I don't know. I I love tea, coffee, wine, beers. So it's not it's not something I've ever struggled with because there's something that I love learning about. And do, do you know what? If you limit yourself to not learning about these different types of beverage, you can kind of limit yourself with the cocktails. I mean, all of these they're excellent for using in cocktails. So. It's something that I've always kept a, a kind of, you know, a mind to reading books and stuff like that and, and learning on the job as well. Um, it's as well, I don't see it as any different. Don't okay. see it as a separate part to the cocktail list. It's all what we, um, what, what we kind of uh, uh, give, what we have on offer. Um, and there's something for everyone, which is the kind of the idea is to make it as inclusive as possible. You know, not everyone drinks. True. Um, so to have a good kind of non non alcoholic cocktail selection as well as you know soft drinks or teas, it brings coffees, more people I exactly. guess yeah, yeah it brings yeah, more people more diversity mm -hmm. and it keeps it yeah. keeps you uh, uh, in a way like moving on yeah, because exactly. all the type yeah. of people are going to show up when you say seasonal uh, menu mm -hmm. what goes in a menu of let's say uh, a place like this like public where every every beverage is under one roof 
So when you talk about the seasonal menu, mm -hmm. how frequently does it change or how do you consider when you want to put a new menu? Do you consider changes in everything like from tea, coffee, wine, beer, uh, so, spirits or how? Yeah. yeah. So um, this, the seasonal bit really applies to the cocktail list. Um, so we've got non-alcoholic cocktails with three and then we've got um, a main menu kind of eight to ten depending on kind of what's in season and, and it can vary sometimes we drop a few sometimes we in, uh, increase up to 10 and then we have two to three dessert drinks as well um so the dessert drinks they'll follow more you know in winter they're a little bit kind of richer a little bit more luscious and then in the, in the summer they'll be a little bit lighter the the main cocktail section is where it's really really seasonal so i buy um say i've got a pair sprit pair and time spritz on at the moment mm -hmm. i've been I've had this on the menu, so I've been making it since pears came in season, so like kind of December. Uh, as soon okay. as pears are out yeah. of season, or at least the quality's dipped, I'll move, I'll move on to it. The wines we're trying to do, um, we're kind of trying a new approach now, changing the wines, the still wines every three months, and then the sparkling wines we're going to try and do every six months to kind of okay. match with the seasons. Um, you know, in summer you want the lighter stars, you don't want super tannic reds, you want lighter, fruity maybe some tannins but not loads um easy drinking stuff as well Got it. um so we're trying to keep on that the uh, coffee we get our coffee from square mile it's, uh quite a well-known kind of uh, coffee supplier and we mm. use their seasonal espresso so their their coffee changes okay as and when so i think they've just changed from their blend was red brick and then they've just changed on something else now which i think is sweet shop maybe um yeah, so when they changes, you just make the changes mm -hmm. accordingly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. At your place. So a lot of it, a lot of what we do is we 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 choose our suppliers with you know with, with a purpose. Um, so one of our main suppliers is Natura. They're pretty. They they base their whole business around um, you know supplying fruits that are in season from yeah. specific farms. So you know there's only so many of us in the team, and we're being smart by getting the leg work done by some some specialises in it. So um, you deal with the suppliers as well when it comes to everything? Not with everything, just just some of it. You know, I share that okay. with the kitchen. You know, I let the head chef take a lot of the lead because he's ordering a lot more, mm -hmm. and I'm you know, ordering fruits and vegetables and spices, adds and when. Okay. Um, so he takes the lead on that. Um, but there's a lot of teamwork. You know, especially with a small team, you just need to, need to communicate a lot and make sure everyone knows. And they've kept informed. Got it. Really so important. a spirit supplier is something that you take yeah, into we, consideration. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I did look after the spirit supplier as well. We're using uh, a, a couple, some smaller ones, some bigger ones. Um, but we we do choose what we okay. what we stock as well. So how many of you are here? Those who are working at Public. So what is the team size? I think at the moment we're about eight or nine. Um, okay. We just had someone someone's just left to move on to some another another role. Um, yeah, we're about eight, nine people, ten people at, at max. So it's quite a small team. We we all wear a lot of hats, so um, we have an area that we look after, kind of thing. So mine is all the beverage. Okay. Um, Vino, the assistant GM, he looks after the the guest relations and stuff like that, bookings. Okay. Um, and obviously we've got GM chefs as well. So. So at a given point of a time, let's say you start at 4 p.m. So mm -hmm. at, a, at that time, when the time is peak, let's say 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., how many of you are there at the bar and what are your roles? So we'll have one behind the bar because we've got quite a small bar counter and, and we, the cocktails, they're, they're, they're made to be 
pretty streamlined. So we, we do pride ourselves on giving quick and efficient service as okay. well as a friendly service. So all the cocktails are pretty streamlined, easy to do. Um, you know, there's a lot of batches and stuff like that. Um, and then we have uh, two people on the floor up here. And then if we're using the full venue, because we have downstairs as well, we'll have another person down there. So Friday, Saturday night, we'll have uh, at least four on during the okay. busy time yeah occasionally if we're really really busy um the bar owner will come and help as well and there'll be five um you know th those are the the you know saturdays and sundays in the summer yeah so i yeah. think you need more hands when it's weekend and you see that people exactly. are just going to pour in yeah yeah exactly. okay how do you maintain your relationships with suppliers and how frequently do you interact what sort of conversations that usually take place when you talk mm. to a spirit supplier let's say um i think we're in a pretty pretty unique position that a lot of these spirit suppliers or at least the, the marketing kind of agencies that work for specific brands, they always want to get in touch. Um, so they're always, some, some of the ones that have really good relationships, but they're always available. They always let me know if I need anything or, or they always have ideas for, you know, holiday menus, seasonal menus. Correct. Um, so we're, we're doing a St. Patrick's Day one at the moment with a, an Irish whiskey brand called Kinahans. Mm. Um, so Good just day. for the week, yeah, um, an Irish themed menu. So. It's good. If if uh, yeah, we're, we're we're lucky that everyone kind of seems to want to work with us at the moment. True. So it's good. Do you often get involved into a lot of time uh, on the buying decisions of spirits as well? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah? yeah. So yeah. for example, when we talk about any new brand that you wanted mm -hmm. for your shelf or for your bar, so what are the criteria apart from let's say value, uh, quality, mm -hmm. and packaging? What what other things that you look for usually? If you don't consider these three factors, or after considering these three factors, what other things that you look for? I tend to to, to look at what the brand is doing uh, in, in in terms of their kind of sustainability. I know it's very easy to greenwash at the moment, um, so it's not the be all and end all. Obviously, if it tastes good, it's the main thing, and then it's kind of how they're looking after the environment, what they're doing to improve. Um, those are things that can help me help influence. Uh, my decision. Um, B Corp companies are really good to, to look for at the moment, but Corp, yeah. you know there are some brands that they're B Corp, they're sustainable, but their product isn't there, it isn't up to standard. So it's it's still important that it tastes good and that the packaging is great. Uh, and then it's it's kind of like the other tertiary stuff that they're doing. Got it. Okay. And how often do you make this decision of buying a new brand? Like when does you decide that you, the bar needs mm -hmm. a change and it needs uh, new brands to be added? Is there any contract that gets a ends with previous brands and then you look for a new portfolio? Mm -hmm. So when do you plan to uh, go for I buying? Mean, we have a few a few contracts, but they're mostly just pouring contracts. Okay. For the back bar, we're only we're a young bar. And when we first opened, we didn't have a back bar space. So okay. we had like five bottles on the back bar. Okay. Um, so then when we, we had a renovation about two years ago and since then we've kind of been trying to fix the, the spirit list to be something that's interesting and, and we don't sell loads of spirits from the back bar. Okay. Uh, we're very cocktail led and food led venue. Um, we're just trying to make the, the back bar kind of interesting enough for the, kind of the, the discerning drinker um, that there is something that, that they might not see somewhere else. Um, and I think that's key when you've got a small back bar you know, we don't have the luxury like um, Sexy Fish, but they've got God. thousands of whiskeys. I've, I've got enough space for probably like 50 bottles on the back bar. Yeah, looks like. So, yeah, it's a good spread, um, good diversity of brands um, that I find interesting and that, and that I would personally drink as well. So. 
So does it help to for you to upsell uh, because of having this much of variety in terms of not just spirits but wine and beer as well? Does it help you to upsell in any way? Yeah, I know. I'm not one for pushing upsells. I really hate it when you walk into a venue and they try and flog you the most expensive thing. Okay. But I have we have the the options there for people, and you know, if you have someone who's really into whiskey and they know what they want, they probably go for it without much hard right. upselling. Um, it's definitely key to have a range of like uh, of products at different price points. Um, for instance, the Rise I've got uh, I've got four now. I've got kind of our entry level one, two medium kind of price ones and then a kind of luxury premium one um, okay. for the, that's a little bit spe more special um, for people that are you know more more into that kind of area um, it's, it's important to have it across the range and then yeah that it's a good tool if people want want something a little bit more special they can ask about and we've got it for them um, and I think that's important so when you say that you're involved into a lot of trainings as well so mm. when it comes to giving the trainings what sort of training do you think uh, this kind of bar uh, or this kind of a place that has multiple beverage option needs for somebody who's walking down on the floor. So what, what sort of training or just walk us through how your day is and what sort of training do you give to people to make sure that they are independent? The, the, the most important thing is to be trained on the things that we have. There's so many times in previous venues when you know you get training on very unspecific category of spirit. Okay. But I mean every spirit makes their Every, every brand makes their spirit slightly differently or there's something unique about them. So it's just making sure that it's a, a appropriate training and that actually is going to get used. Um, there's, you know, there's so many things that I've learned over the years I've never, ever, ever used. It's, you know, because it's not always relevant. Great. Um, you know, being able to state the, 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 the exact climate of, and field that a wine was grown in is probably not going to help you sell the wine. So True. stuff like, you know, can you, can you narrow down the taste to like three words? Are they approachable uh, descriptors for someone who maybe isn't massively into wine, but wants to enjoy a glass with their dinner? Great. Um, so I think it's very important to, to, to kind of have a, an approachable way to describe some spirits and some wines and beers. Does your food menu get changed along with your drinks menu? Yeah, so it's the, it's the okay. same idea where it's um, kind of season, seasonally led. Um, you know, when things come out of season, it, the dishes will be changed or, or, or more to suit the weather. Correct. As well. And something so. that complements the drinks, I guess, mm -hmm. so that so it becomes yeah. easy for the, you to... The idea with the venue is that the food and the drinks are 50-50. Um, there's not really one that's taking precedence over the other. Got uh, it. Yeah. And what sort of inventory do you keep usually? Is it like a month-based inventory or what, what uh, because the menu changes so often. So what sort of inventory do you plan, especially something which is really on demand and you would mm -hmm. definitely not want to lose it out in terms of not having it in the inventory? Um, I, when, because we're seasonal, if we run out, it's a good thing. I, oh, in, nice. in my, yes. In, yes. In, in my opinion. Correct. Um, if you're somewhere that never runs out of anything, then how, how are you truly trying to keep up with the season? So Correct. You know, say I buy a couple of kilos of fruit. I'll, I'll process it and turn it into, say, a cordial or something like that, and then I'll have roughly the amount of spirit um, to buy it, and then once it's gone, it's gone, I'll move on. Uh, and oh, very, okay. We don't tend to run out loads, but we do, and I'm pretty good at keeping up with the next thing, but if we run out, we run out. If it's something so super replenishment popular, is not something that you aim for. You aim for that it should be done in the particular season. I mean, mm -hmm. it, yeah. that, that's more positive for you, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Exactly. That's an and interesting you, thing, yes. Yeah, we're also a very small venue. We don't have loads of storage. True. So I kind of do a, as and when, 
and I try and keep my inventory as, as low as possible. Yeah, we do do classics, um, but we're not a massive classic forward bar. We try not, to, we don't juice loads of citrus fruits and stuff like that. Um, so generally, we can do stirred down and brown cocktails, stuff that doesn't need loads of fruit juices and stuff like that. Um, so we have very low waste, and and it's very easy to plan. The only issue is when the weather's not doing what you want, and some seasons are cut short, Great. or maybe the quality of the produce really drops out of nowhere. Yes. Um, and the other the other problem or the other struggle is you know sometimes the the fruit and veg you get just isn't up to quality so you need to you know oh my god the, the strawberries are, aren't great this year i'm gonna great. have to try and find something else to try some other produce, um, producers so it can delay the process a little bit but you know if you're on top of it and you, you keep you kind of an eye open with what's going on you can you can handle it without running out too much Oh, 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 oh,